Good morning. This is Wanderings today. It must be Tuesday. This is Syl Stemmen with Sandy Washington. And we have a gentleman here. Today his feet are on the ground, but he has been in the air in many ways <laughs> with the Air Force and also on top of many, many mountains. So we welcome John Forney here today from the cottages. John, it's so nice to be here with you. And uh, Sandy, you had a nice walk on the ground with John in one of Patrick's uh, I did. Excursions. It, it was really fun. Yeah, John and I were walking in the Holly Creek hike on Friday with Patrick and Lindsay. And I was very happy that John was a slow walker, like <laughs> I am. And we got talking and looking around at the beautiful scenery while the others went way ahead of us. And the two of us just enjoyed talking and looking around, which is what I enjoy about hiking. Well, I think and that's that. one thing John has said, that uh, hiking today is not the same as what it was when you were. You really took time to take it all in. Yes. So first of all, let's find out where, just a couple minutes on where you were born and a quick review of your education. Uh, well, I was born uh, in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, if you really got to know the date, it was 1929. <laughs> now go figure how old John is. It doesn't seem like yesterday. <laughs> and uh, uh, went to the uh, uh, <coughs> University of Kansas. Uh, came back uh, uh, again f from the Air Force uh, and got a degree in uh, microbiology. And uh, then uh, in uh, <coughs> 1956, uh, went to dental school, was married to Eleanor. Uh, well, how did you meet her? I met her uh looking through a, a, a microscope together also or it, it was in the what we call the petri dish oh, oh. everybody know what petri dishes are yes uh, diagnosing uh your uh, pneumonia possibly uh, by the by the results of the petition then we were married uh, and uh, uh, after my uh, uh, sophomore year in dental school and uh, then uh, the rest is kind of history well, uh, how many children do you have you four you ha oh that's wonderful yes. so um, we want to talk a lot about climbing uh, I'd like to have you say a little bit, a little bit about uh, dental school and how you got that practice and the transition from Air Force to dental school. We have a few minutes to talk about that before we get into the mountains. 
Well, uh, I uh, had to take a little break uh, from from KU because I was going to be, my draft number was coming up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the story, if you want this quick story, it's got a little humor in it. Okay. Uh, uh, My father... uh, uh, and mother uh, were living in St. Louis at the time. And uh, I graduated high school in St. Louis, okay. by the way. And, uh, and my dad is quite a, uh, quite a bridge player, uh, a card player. Mm-hmm. He loves to play poker, uh, mainly. And uh, there's a story behind that, but I forget it. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, he knew the president of the draft board uh, in St. Louis because he played poker with him. Oh. And uh, the, uh, the, the president of the draft board said, uh, George, uh, your uh, son's number is coming up to be drafted in the Army here soon. Um, I won't go into detail as to why that ha- actually happened, but it had to do something with my grade status and the University of Kansas. And uh, so uh, he said, "Buddy, go to." So I immediately flew down uh, to the uh, to the recruiting center and signed up uh, for the Air, the Air Force. Force. Yes, and went to cadet school after basic, and uh, went to flying school. Uh, I was a radar uh, gentleman that directed the pilot to the target, and that's another story. So So you got out of that, um, and you went into dental school, or did you finish up the other? Dental school at St. Louis University. Okay. And that was how many years? Four. Four years. Well, it was a very interesting story you had about how you went into your own practice. <laughs> you just got to briefly tell <laughs> about the antique dental office and a couple other offices that got you started. Well, yes. Uh, I uh, bought the first my first practice uh, for uh, $4,000. <laughs> and uh, but of course that was in 50 it was in 56. So uh, uh, then uh, uh, I went to, uh, f- from from there uh, uh, to uh, to uh, to come out here and, and establish my practice in uh, 1969. I don't know if I answered all of your questions. Well, there was one one uh, source of your beginning to practice dentistry with Dr. Coover. <laughs> You had a good friend named Dr. Coover? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, there was uh, Dr. Coover. I, my first practice was on uh, Pennsylvania and Colfax, uh, right downtown. And uh, the uh, first gentleman uh, that, and he was truly a gentleman uh, uh, in all sense of the word, uh, he was, uh, Bamford was his name, Dr. Bamford, and he was the last dean of the dental school at DU. Now, did you all know that that DU in the 30s uh, had a very good dental school? 
Nope. And uh, and he was he was a periodontist, a specialist, and I learned a lot from him. And then uh, there was an, another gentleman uh, on uh, Coover uh, was his name, and uh, he was going to retire. And uh, so he said, "You want to you want my practice?" And I said, "Well, certainly, doctor." Or, uh, what are you asking? Because that's the way they move practices now. They're bought or, you know, unless right. you've got a rich father, uh, you know. And so he said, well, wait a minute. Uh, I've got something for you. And he went back into his office, a little, co- a little hole in the wall, but what a gentleman he was. And he brought these uh, four by six index cards out, had a stack of them. And uh, he said, here, uh, help yourself. Uh, and uh, he said, there's no, there's no charge. Just take, and this is all uh, of my list of my patients. And uh, so I immediately got on the phone and called all the numbers on there. And, and that was another one. And then there were two ladies upstairs, uh, two female uh, dentist ladies. And uh, they were retiring, so I moved into their office. That was really slick. <laughs> How about getting a and, free practice? And there wasn't even an x-ray machine in those days? Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. Coover uh, did not have an x-ray machine. <laughs> just just four by six cards. Yeah, that's, was, uh, <laughs> that's what he had. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, how did you come to even think about climbing? Or who... who Started well, idea okay, I've mind. got a. Can I uh, uh, go to this? Sure, follow that here? along, huh? Uh, because uh, this is re- uh, this document is really important to me and and my family uh, because my daughter Barbara, whose name is up here, uh, she said, that, "Dad, we've got to have a document of of your climbing for the for the family," mm-hmm. and will you uh, put a pencil to paper? And, uh, and 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 tell us a little and bit. And we may stop you if, so we can talk a little bit more about certain things that are in there because it is really fascinating. Well, go uh, ahead. Okay. Um, it says I've been asked by several members of my family a short resume on hiking, climbing, etc. Uh, all over the world. Uh, I will be as accurate as I can with the dates because this when this was written, I was 87. And uh, that should be changed to, to 94. <laughs> it's <Now>. been updated. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you can't change history, can you? No. Uh, and so uh, moving to Colorado, I had lots of hiking, and they're known for that, and skiing. And uh, the real reason is uh, that I got into climbing was because of this name is in here, and I have so much respect for this Dr. Bill Hyatt. And... Uh, I'd like to have everybody out there in the office that was treated by Bill Hyatt come and see me and tell me uh, what you had, experiences you had at the Cody Dental Group. Hmm. Because I went to Bill, I looked over his shoulder, he was my mentor. And uh, I I think everybody should have a mentor. And if you would stop and think, you probably have somebody in the past that gave you do this, but don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. guide you. Of course, your parents, <laughs> uh, that's number one, of course. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> I went to that uh, Cody Dental Group, 
and uh, I'm kind of skipping around on this uh, a little bit. And uh, well, I, I, I wish to, to congratulate Bill Hyatt because he was really instrumental in starting the dental school. He, he was a uh, foundation president. They had a foundation. I, I think I'm the right definition uh, of a board that would establish a school. Well, he was president of that foundation. Just to give you an idea Great. of how important he was to the dental uh, society, because he was too. So anyway, like I said, uh, let's go climb a mountain. So we went up Gray's and Tories, uh, which is uh, you know uh, it's like uh, Grand Central Station now to get on Gray's and Tories. Uh, so that was the first of your. That was the first. That okay. was the very first ones. And now I was up there uh, about a year ago, and with my grandson. And uh, have you got time for a real quick story about my grandson? Uh, okay. Because he ran the peak. Oh. He ran up to the top of the peak, down to the parking lot, back up to the peak, because he was, and he, now he's a sophomore in dental school. Uh, so. Uh, if you plan, one important thing that I wish to inject okay. here, if, uh, if this applies to all of the mountains, and that is uh, our number one rule was to be on top, eating lunch on top of a 14er. Because if you're halfway up there and it's noon, you better <laughs> turn around down. and go, or you could be in a lightning storm and be in all sorts of trouble. Uh, you know, Excellent so advice. It, now, I want to ask you, how many 14ers have you climbed throughout your life? Well, I've got it in here. Uh, I've done these uh, 54, and uh, then uh, uh, all of the Mexican volcanoes, you know, Iztaccíhuatl, and, and they're the, not in that 54. Oh, they're they're uh, 17 and 18. Uh, a thousand feet, uh, Istasiwadl and Yeyoaneo, uh, that's in here, uh, they're close to 20, you know, and uh, uh, it's getting a little overwhelming, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. So, you're talking about going with your uh, climbing buddies, and after that, those first two, what were the next ones that you went on? Well, uh would you like to go through this book? Uh, would you want that? Uh, you know, I'm going to go on with your paper that you've written because you have a wonderful, concise, um, in order, I think, of your your climbing adventures. You have the most consuming was what? Uh, and that was in Colorado. I would say the Matterhorn. Uh, oh, okay. With, with, with son David. Uh, because uh, I, I came off of a Matterhorn with a horrible sore throat, and uh, and Kilimanjaro—that's uh, 19. Kilimanjaro is 19, and uh, so uh, we had a—I had a little health problem. Uh, I came home with pneumonia uh, off of Kilimanjaro, and uh, and that was not a good experience. But you know. Everything worked well, out. What fine. do you do for oxygen on the way up? 
I breathe deeply. Uh, no, there was no oxygen at that time. Uh, they didn't have. These I never things. had a bottle on my back. Uh, uh, the Matterhorn and uh, the Mexican volcanoes uh, and Kilimanjaro. Uh, we didn't. We didn't need uh, oxygen uh, to that. And they're almost twenty, you know. Because they people become uh, acclimatized, acclimatized. Uh -huh. Pardon the French. They're uh, they know what they're getting into, and they prepare themselves. They they work out. They run. They climb mountains. Okay. They're getting ready to go up the mountain. In almost all your life, you were very fit. Even back uh, in your high school, college days, you did what did you do? Yeah. You did a lot of running, didn't you? Many miles. Well, that's the way you get in shape. If you're going to climb a mountain, uh, you must uh, exercise and aerobically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you did a few marathons. Yeah, I never did. Uh, you didn't? I did, I've never run. A, my son runs Your marathons. Son does. Okay. David Forney runs marathons. No. But you, you were a track runner. Yeah, I was on the track team at Kansas and uh, ran there uh, with Wes Santee. Uh, he was way up there, and I was way back there. But anyway, that's another story. But all of that really goes together to make you a very fit person to be able to do this. Well, this you, you've got to be, and uh, a lot of it is is up here. In your mind. So you, during your dental practice, you did do some running. You did, uh, not running, you did mountain climbing during your practice. Oh, sure. Yes. All of these were accomplished in how many years' time? Uh, it says 24. 24 years. To do, to do all. The 14ers. And then after I did the 14ers, then I go on with this paper here. Okay. And I went to California, and I went to Oregon. Uh, I went to Washington, did Rainier, did Whitney. You know, that's in the publications there. Uh, Baker. Mount, Mount Baker. Mm -hmm. That's almost in Canada. Half of that mountain, I'd say, is probably in Canada. Now... Um, have we covered all the ones in the United States that you've done? You just named off a lot of them. Um, because there's one time in when you went to Switzerland. That was really supposed to be a dental forum or something that you were getting together. But you made it into um, an adventure by going... No, you went into... You first went to England... Yes, went to a dental, the dental, 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 dental conference and that in changed Italy. into. And then so uh, then we thought, well, well, this close, we'll just uh, jump on an airplane and go to Zermatt. Uh, oh, Switzerland is such a delightful place. And then uh, uh, <coughs> you 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 fly into a place called Visp, and then you t get on the train because they don't allow any automobiles in Zermatt. So the only way you're going to get to Zermatt is taking a train uh, or a bicycle <laughs> because uh, uh, automobiles aren't allowed. And uh, and Eleanor was always with you. Mm -hmm. Eleanor was always with you. Yes. Went to England. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And that was a sad trip because like the letter uh, the document says, you know, uh, <coughs> 
have you ever been to Zermatt at all in a I restaurant so. and hotels, you know? Mm -hmm. They have a tradition over there that <coughs> once you go to the dining room, you are assigned a, a server. Oh. And uh, he or she serves the meals t to you, that one person. And they, they get to know you. And they, they, they feel like, they're, you know, they're kind of part of family. It's very nice, yes. Uh, when you leave. And this just delightful young lady was our, was our uh, hostess. Okay. And that's a better word to use uh, because she did, you know, she was Johnny on the spot. Well, on the way coming down off of uh, Matterhorn, as the letter says, uh, uh, her husband and the guide fell uh, off the face uh, of the Matterhorn. And we, 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 we were coming down and we looked up and we saw this helicopter flying around. And it had a, a, a red cross on it, which is a Swiss mm -hmm. flag. It's got a you know big mm -hmm. word, uh, and going around and we said, "Oh, what's happened?" Well, my guy, our guides, Jack, Jack, Jack Gooch was with me. We, we kind of thought what had happened, and then we didn't got down and we really wanted to apologize to this to our hostess. You know, that was her husband oh. that was killed, and that's in the. Story. So that was really a, Very much a, a, a shock. bad because we felt like part of the family. That's the way they treat you, you. Lost him too. Yeah, it's yeah. just terrible. And you know, uh, you know, you see in this country, you see a lot of, of, of grave, graveyards right next to a church. Mm -hmm. Particularly if you go out in these small towns and look, use a graveyard. They've got a graveyard is right next to this church in Zermatt. Uh, and it, and there's been a lot of fatalities off of the Matterhorn, and they're buried there. And and how they identify that is that they will uh, uh, make a cast out of a rope and hang that metal metal on the gravestone there in that graveyard because that identifies the person that's buried there lost his life on the matter now i think you said that when you started that everything was ropes you you yeah there were deep crevices and that's just seems overwhelming to me but well oh yes uh on my last little leg up the Matterhorn, uh i got down on uh, because it's all covered in snow. There, there's the Matterhorn is is always has a little cloud hanging off the top because as the winds come from the uh, west, they hit that face of the Matterhorn, and it automatically shoots the wind. It's not clouded then. Hits the Matterhorn. Shoots up to the peak and it's cold enough up there that it becomes a cloud up there, and uh, so uh, we had to uh, uh, navigate that cloud. But anyway, that's my story on on Zermatt. And where was it that you had a lot of wine? Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I just, uh, I, I really like the French people <laughs> once you get to understand where they're coming from. Okay. Uh, they are delightful. Well, the wine story is that these huts that we stayed in, the first thing the server did at 13,000 feet would come and set a bottle of French wine on the table right there in front of you. And that's their way of being a perfect host, you know, and, and, and hostess. And the huts, they're not the ordinary huts. Like I've done uh, 14 or 15 10th Mountain Division huts. Have you ever done a 10th Mountain Division hut uh, at all? Well, they're the originals. Uh, and they're kind of plain, but the, 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 the important part about going up the 10th Mountain Division hut is there's the history, there's a name on every one of those huts, and that is built in some climber's uh, honor, and, uh, and, and they're just plain. Well, the French, uh, <laughs> are, are, is decoration is, is engravings, hand uh, cornices and, and uh, beams, they, they got, they're all carved. Well, that's it's like, a, I, it's like I'm staying so in a Marriott. That, I'm so glad that we can hear it from you because I know I'd never see it in person. <laughs> so, John, this is so, so fascinating. Um, I think there was one, your last, That's that was on your last uh, trip to Europe that you went to the French yeah, we asked if we went here two or three years ago. Okay. Um, there was one time when you talked about that there was an ice fall, and they had to, you had to repel down, but there was nothing to tie into. So what did they do? Uh, well, the first one down. Uh, yes. Uh, the, uh, 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 Shrek. You know what a Shrek is? Well, is that the ice wall? Yes. Okay. That's an ice pillar uh, that uh, is unstable. Uh, on Whitney, uh, there's uh, ice falls, and it had collapsed across the trail, and we couldn't get on the trail to get back down. So the guide says, well, come on up. We're going to get on this shelf right here. And then, like it says, he, he digs a hole. Um, in the ground, the guide does, and uh, then he uh, gets out a canvas bag and fills it full of snow and tie, uh, puts a carabiner on the bag and throws that bag in the ground, in the hole, and then handed me the rope. Because you were the lightest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why. He chose me. And uh, so he says, get going down because I'm going to have to repel all of you guys because there's three or four that he was a guide What of. were you wishing for at that time? Uh, my camera. Well, among other things, there was you uh, were I blind? Didn't, uh, <laughs> well, you, you know, you repel, you know. You Weren't know. you wishing for your parachute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mentioned in this document, yeah. too. Well, you know, I think... Um, of all the things that you've done, 
I'm so glad to see you here sitting in a chair on the feet on the floor. Me too. Having, you can declare yourself a survivor in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> but an explorer. Well, I've been blessed. That's great. I, I, I so have what, been blessed. So what did you think when you got to a summit? What was, what was your thought? Oh, all the any, any summit. Well, I say thanks, Lord, for allowing me to do this. You know? That's, that's and it. you so appreciated what you did. And you know, Eleanor, too, is such a good trooper all the way through that she never said, I don't know. Did she ever say no? No. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was. You know, she supported you a little all the time. A little concerned, I'd, th I'd think. Of you know. course, but uh, she she didn't it, stop she got you. Eleanor's really been patient. I want you, as we glow, to read this paragraph. Here, it's in this one, starting here with now. Read that to us, and then we'll have to say goodbye. Uh, now at the age of 94, it's time to hang up the crampons and ropes and do some backpacking with grandkids and do some easy routes. A trip to remember is a nice spent at Willow Lakes with the grandsons, uh, John and Connor, when a mountain lion came through our camp at 2 a.m. chasing some mountain goats. Don't know who screamed the loudest, us or the lion. <laughs> Your that adventure continues. <laughs> yes. It continued, and uh, the the funny part about that, uh, we met on the way to back down. We met the forest ranger. That's not in oh. here. Uh, the nicest guy, uh, and this happens up at Willow Lakes, uh, uh, about um, probably ten miles north of Silverthorne, uh, uh, on the way to Kremling, and uh, uh, so. Uh, uh, we met him and said, boy, we had this mountain lion experience. And he said, oh, we know all about Henry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we know about him. He gets plenty to eat, you know. And I said, well, we all jumped in the tent together. I wish you had known about him before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, that rip-stop nylon wouldn't have stopped him about at all if he wanted to get into that tent. Well, John is very interested to know if anyone else has climbed all the 14 years. Please try to climb and tell him your experience too. John, you're a wonderful storyteller. It's been a privilege to have you here. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. And that's wanderings for today is so long. <laughs>